0: close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola a todos, bienvenidos. Welcome to another value-packed episode of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, where we bring you information that's immediately useful to improving your Spanish. In the last episode, I talked about my five favorite resources or most recommended resources for Spanish beginners. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my favorite resources for once you get to that intermediate level of Spanish. Now, this is a little nebulous, okay, because intermediate is such a wide range of learners. You can be a lower level intermediate where you're really just getting out of the beginner phase all the way up to a true intermediate or an upper level intermediate where you're not quite advanced or fluent yet, but you are, but you do have a pretty good command of the language. So there's a really wide range and there's a reason for that. As you know, with anything that you learn, it's always easy to make a lot of progress in the beginning. And that's because there's so many things that you don't know that every day is a win, right? Every day you're learning something new and you're making quick progress. And that's because you're going from zero, essentially not being able to do anything, to being able to do something. So in the beginning, you feel like you're making a lot of progress. It's a lot clearer that you're improving. But once you get to the intermediate level, things get a little more murky, right? You're not sure if what you're doing is working. You're not sure if you're making progress that quickly. And you really, at this point, are looking for what is the next step. So I thought I'd address some resources for intermediate Spanish learners from this perspective. Once you get to the intermediate level, you've really learned a lot of the basics of Spanish grammar and conversation. And at this point, you really need to spend a lot more time in practice mode. So you need to be using the language a lot more so that you can get better at the areas that you still make a lot of mistakes. Another thing that is really good to focus on once you reach the intermediate level, and really I say you can do this as a beginner, but especially at the intermediate level, you want to tailor your learning to you. You don't want to look at things that are pretty generic. You want to find something that is specific to your interests. So for this reason, you're going to have to do a lot more work in coming up with your own learning schedules, your own learning materials and really getting to what you're interested in. And by now, you should also know what works for you and what doesn't. So as a beginner, especially if Spanish is the first foreign language that you're learning, when you started out, you really didn't know how things were going to work, right? You tried what people told you, and then you may have gotten better. But as you reflect on it now, you can see now that some of those things were really just a waste of time, or they really didn't work for you. So as an intermediate learner, you're much more knowledgeable about your own learning style and how you learn best. So that being said, the resources I'm recommending for intermediate learners keep all of that in mind. Each one of these resources gives you the opportunity to tailor your learning for you. The first resource I recommend for intermediate Spanish learners is a website called wordreference.com. Now, this is an online dictionary that has translations for many different languages, but of course, they have an English-to-Spanish and Spanish-to-English translator. Now, the reason that I recommend wordreference.com is that they tend to have a pretty thorough A list of definitions, particularly for words that have more than one definition. So as you get to the intermediate level, you're going to start to notice more of the nuances in the Spanish language. You'll probably get more curious about, hmm, I heard this word in this context, but it sounds like it means something different over here. For example, the word espero. You may have learned as a beginner that it means, I hope. But as an intermediate learner, you may get curious when you come across a usage of espero, which actually means I expect, right? So again, these are things you'll start to notice as you get further along in your study. And when you go to wordreference.com, they're usually pretty good about providing multiple definitions and giving you examples of those words. And one thing I've also seen that they've started to do, um, not only do they provide the audio so you can listen to the word as well, but I've noticed they've started to identify uh, different dialects in Spanish. So for instance, if a word is used one way in Spain, but a different way in Mexico, Sometimes they will actually indicate that in the definition and that can be very useful. Now, along those lines, the second website I recommend is called Reverso.net. That's R-E-V-E-R-S-O dot And again, make sure you check out the show notes. Go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash intermediate. And I'll have all of these resources listed for you so you don't have to remember what they are right now. Um, but reverso.net is really good for looking up phrases in Spanish. When you go to the website, look for this section that says context, and you should see that in the menu on the very top of the site. It should just say context. When you look up a word or a phrase in this section, It gives you something very, very valuable. It not only gives you a translation and multiple translations if that word is used more than one way, it also gives you an entire list of examples in context of that phrase. That is extremely valuable if you're not 100% sure about the translation or definition that you receive for a word or phrase, when you see it in context, it really brings into light exactly what the intention is behind this word. So if you look up a phrase in context and in the results, you see that a lot of the ways that the word is used is in a very formal context. You'll see a lot of results from things like uh, research studies and news reports and things that are very formal business language that gives you a clue that maybe that word is a little bit more formal. Versus if you get a lot of more casual, more conversational examples that come up, you'll get a sense of the tone of the word and how it's actually used um, from some real examples. So that can be very powerful and very useful, and it can save you from making a lot of mistakes when you're looking up words. So I definitely recommend the in-context feature of Reverso. If you just search on the website, It limits the amount of results that you get in the context section. But when you sign up for an account, which is free, um, you'll be able to get more results and it'll actually save the history of all the words that you've looked up. Another cool feature is that if you download the app, They also will create flashcards for you with audio that'll not only give you the word, but it'll also give you the phrase. So if you looked up something in context, it'll give you a flashcard with the word, and then it'll also give you that phrase that you looked up in context. So you can mark those as favorites, save them to your Reverso account, and you can download the app and review them as flashcards. So that's a really great resource to build your vocabulary. Now, the third resource I recommend for intermediate Spanish learners is the site Audible.com. Audible is Amazon.com's audiobook store. The reason I recommend Audible.com is that once you get to the intermediate level, you really want to look for more interesting content on different topics in Spanish. And audiobooks are a great way to practice not only your listening comprehension, but your reading skills in Spanish and begin to augment your vocabulary. So, listening to an audiobook is a great way not only to learn about something that you're genuinely interested in, but also get used to hearing a native speaker talk about that topic. And if it's something that you're interested in, most likely you'll want to have conversations about that topic as well. So, go to audible.com, check out the Spanish language section. And there are many different books um, from novels to nonfiction to books on meditation and spirituality. So whatever your interest is, you can find an audiobook on that topic, download it to your account and listen to it. Whether you're in your car, um, taking a walk at the gym, it's really a valuable resource to increase your Spanish exposure. And because you are a Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast listener, I have a link in the show notes where you'll be able to get one free audiobook downloaded if you don't already have an Audible account. So go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E, and you'll be able to redeem your free audiobook purchase. And you'll get to test drive the Audible service to see if it works for you. So, I definitely recommend audible.com. And if you can get your hands on the paper copy of the book as well, um, or even the ebook, it's a really good idea to actually read along with the text of the book while you listen. And in a future episode, I'm going to go into some more details about exactly how you can use audiobooks to 10x your vocabulary in Spanish. Now, the good thing about Audible is if you download a book and for whatever reason you don't like it, you can always return the book and get something that you like. Now, this has happened to me before. There's a book that I downloaded, and it's not that I didn't like the book, but I really did not like the voice of the narrator. And that can happen. Think about it. You're listening to a book for... Uh, sometimes hours. And if the voice is a little bit grating to you or for whatever reason um, it doesn't hit your ear correctly, it can be a big distraction from trying to pay attention to the content of the book and the language. Uh, So again, if there's a narrator that you don't like, look for another version of the book. Sometimes they do have uh, multiple narrators, especially for the very popular books. But Audible is really good about allowing you to try out the service and to refund it if it's not working for you. So I definitely recommend giving it a shot. Now the fourth resource I recommend is actually a repeat from the beginner list. This is Spanish Pod 101 once again. But for intermediate learners, I actually would recommend uh, to go to the Upper Intermediate series. Now, Spanish Pod 101 actually has various different levels. They have a lower intermediate, sort of like that middle of the road, true intermediate level, I guess an intermediate, intermediate, (laughs) that's a little redundant. Um, And then they have Upper Intermediate. But what I found is that Those lower intermediate lessons sometimes just have way too much English. And when you're getting to a true intermediate level, it's going to be really distracting for you to hear English sort of break up your Spanish listening practice. It can actually become really frustrating if you get into the flow of listening to Spanish and then you hear someone interrupt with English. So I recommend going straight to the upper intermediate level in Spanish Pod 101. I believe they also have some advanced lessons. So, not only is the conversation in Spanish, but the grammar breakdown and the conversation after, right, sort of the conversation about the conversation, okay, is also 100% in Spanish. And that can be really helpful to push you to the next level. As an intermediate learner, you're going to have to look for ways to really push yourself. If you want to really improve, you'll have to do things that you find just a little bit challenging. Now, it shouldn't be something that you have absolutely no idea what's going on. That's too hard. So you want to find something that's just maybe a little bit more difficult than what you did before or what you're comfortable with so you're really going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone as an intermediate learner and I found that the upper intermediate and advanced levels of spanish pod 101 are really good for that and the fifth resource that I recommend for spanish learners that are at the intermediate level is italki.com and that's i-t-a-l-k-i.com now, italki is a partner of our podcast, and if you go to go.italki.com slash Spanish Consalsa, you'll get a $10 credit for your first lesson. So I wanted to let you know that up front that they are a partner and you will get a $10 credit if you use go.italki.com slash Spanish con salsa. The reason I recommend italki.com for intermediate Spanish learners is because you really need to focus on getting speaking practice in Spanish while reading and listening to audiobooks will improve your vocabulary you'll really want to practice what you learn in an actual conversation. And italki has some very reasonably priced tutors from all over Latin America that you can connect with and begin to practice speaking Spanish. Now you might also find you'll get a lot of requests for language partners on italki. And language partners are another great way to practice speaking Spanish. I want to focus on the paid tutoring service for a few reasons. One, Once you pay for something and you put it on the schedule, you are more likely to show up and take it seriously. And again, you can find some pretty reasonably priced tutors and you can really tailor the classes to your schedule. Uh, Most of the tutors use Skype. Um, italki does have its own um, platform on their website where they allow for video chat. Um, Unfortunately, I found that, um, at least at the time of this show, that it's a little bit buggy um, and most of the tutors still prefer to use Skype. But it's really good to get some lessons on the calendar so you can plan things out in advance in language exchanges there's a little bit more effort to get people to commit to show up and also to get yourself to commit because in a language exchange both of you are sort of volunteers you're doing this for free you're helping someone with their english they're helping you with your spanish but it's going to take some additional time because you'll have to also spend time talking in english so if you're strapped for time Uh, if you're pretty busy, I would recommend to definitely check out some of the tutors that are on italki.com because you'll be able to commit some time on your calendar where you have some skin in the game to actually practice Spanish. If you're just starting out with italki, you also will get three trial lessons. And these are steeply discounted lessons so that you can try out the italki service and also find a tutor that you really connect with. So if you haven't tried it before, I definitely recommend signing up booking those three trial lessons, and seeing if you can find someone to practice speaking on a regular basis. The more you make speaking Spanish a habit and the more you practice conversation, the easier it will become. So those are my five resources for all of you intermediate Spanish learners out there. So just to do a quick review, the first resource I recommended was wordreference.com, and that's for looking up new vocabulary. The second resource I recommended is reverso.net, and that's a really good place to find Spanish phrases used in context. The third resource I recommended was Audible.com, and that's a great way to find audiobooks on a variety of topics that are in the Spanish language. The fourth resource, again, I recommended was the Upper Intermediate and Advanced series in Spanish Pod 101. And finally, I recommend it italki.com for conversation practice on a consistent basis. So that's it for this episode of Learn Spanish con Salsa. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to all the resources I mentioned in today's episode. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. And as always, I hope you learned something today that will help you get one step closer on your journey from being a Spanish beginner to bilingual. Adios.